0: Runaway. This podcast is called Runaway. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butler. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. It started at Culver Military Academy. I went to Culver not at my father's request, at my request. I wanted to go to Culver because I really wanted to be involved with the military. I was into uh, getting involved with, well, with fighting, killing people going into a very strong military family situation and wanting to stay there. However, when I got to Culver, it was quite a different situation because the war was beginning when I started to be there. And as a consequence, most of the military officers were shipped out to go into active service And uh, many of the academics, academic wimps and other things, were turned into captains or majors or even colonels. So it was no longer really a military situation. This was particularly pertinent because Pearl Harbor happened during my first year. So the next thing that happened is that uh, it was a cadet trip to Mexico, the Mexico City. And while uh, we were down there, I got incredibly bored. I really did not want to be involved with it that much anymore, and I just um, split out. I wound up taking a bus to Acapulco, uh, which I'd heard about for years and wanted to go to. And so when I arrived, I found an incredibly attractive place, uh, very simple. to remember, we're talking about the forties now, uh, and Acapulco was quite different in those days than it is today. I ran out of money, and it looked as if my solution was going to be to sleep on the beach, which sounds incredible. But in those days, it was not an impossible situation. The great portions of beach were not even used and it was in very safe, lovely, typical Mexican attitude. The drug scene had not arrived at that time. The Harper's Bazaar photographer Baron George Heinigan Huney. He was a great photographer and a lovely human being. And of course I was quite flattered being asked if I wanted to become a fashion model. However, part of the deal was that he wanted me to live with him, and it didn't quite work, so I declined that. However, Bono Batani picked me up, and he hired me to go to work as a boat boy. Bono Batani was very famous. Uh, He owned the water ski school in Acapulco, He had been trained by Errol Flynn, who brought water skiing from France, and Bono was very attractive, very short guy, but incredibly athletic, and he could do things water skiing-wise that was just fantastic. I wound up living in Bono's house. His mother took paying guests, and in the beginning, each one of us had our own room. But as time went on and guests would come in as the season advanced, we would wind up being two to a room and then ultimately three. And finally, the final step was we were in the laundry on canvas cots. It was an incredible life. One of my principal jobs was to hold the uh, young ladies as they were attempting to start water skiing and we were on the beach and the boat was ready to pull them off and i'd hold them up so that they could be pulled from a, in a starting position from the beach it was also nice as that bono and i shared several ladies over the time that i was down there life progressed in a wonderful way i never wore shoes in acapulco at any time and it was just such a simple life. Tremendous fun with all the batonis, and I really enjoyed it very much. It happened as things progressed. I met and fell in love with Dolores Del Rio. Dolores Del Rio was one of the greatest Mexican movie actresses and she was not only incredibly beautiful, but a very bright, intelligent, lovely human being. We spent quite a bit of time together, and as time progressed later on, uh, Dolores came up to stay with me in New York and other places. I had a couple of interesting uh, incidents while I was down there. Bono and I would go out to the Barra. The Barra was a place north of Acapulco where the every now and then the headwaters of the river uh, would break loose and it would start flooding out into the ocean. At, uh, at that time all of the fish, principally sharks and heavy-duty fish, would come in because They would have a chance to eat on things that came down the river and wound up into the ocean. Uh, We used to fish for shark with hand lines, throwing pieces of meat out and letting the force of the stream take it into the uh, ocean. And one time I got too close and was sucked in, and if it hadn't been for Bono, I probably would have wound up being shark meat. Another incredible experience is that we were in Bono's cruiser and we spotted a, a Monterey. I harpooned it and it dragged us around the Acapulco Bay for a couple of hours. This is in a big cruiser. We took it. Fortunately, they were rebuilding the Costera Aleman, the highway right on the edge of the bay. And there was a big crane, and that crane was able to pick up the manta ray. And photographs of that are still being sold in Acapulco today. Another great experience I had was getting to know Antonio Sosa, the Viana, who was the son of a very prominent family in Mexico City and who was very fluent and very well fixed in the art world and he taught me a great deal about appreciation of mexican art and i became a great fan of mexican art i should tell you how this all wound up it was very interesting my father uh, nobody knew where i was and my father sent John Byerly, who Mr. Byerly was the treasurer of the Butler Company. Why they picked him, I'll never know. Lovely man. I sent him to Mexico to find me, and he did. He found me, I guess he knew that I probably would have gone to Acapulco, which was a hot spot in those days. And when Mr. Byerly found me, why, I agreed to come back and go back to Culver under the condition that I would be able to return during the summers while I was still at Culver and do a uh, work for Bono. I enjoyed the situation so much. Uh, This was agreed upon, and as a consequence, for three years, I went back to uh, Acapulco, uh, work for Bono, and spent a great deal of time with Melchor Peresquia, who was the son of the Cadillo of Acapulco, Cadillo being the man who really ran Acapulco for the president, uh, with Miguelito Alemán, who was the son of the president of Mexico, and with Manuel Arango, known as Manolo. Uh, who was the son of one of the wealthiest families in the country, in fact, in the world. And we've sort of had a group we kicked around together, spent a lot of time. But the most fascinating aspect about it is that I became sort of the gringo friend of uh, the president of Mexico, Don Miguel Olimán, and he became my patron. Uh, What a wonderfully beautiful, nice human being he was, and that was a great experience. We would spend a lot of time on the Soto Vento, which was the presidential yacht, and which was anchored in uh, Acapulco Bay. This later on, when I get into hair, was a very interesting story involving Don Miguel Oliman and the production of hair in Acapulco. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast, and we'll see you on the other side.